It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of May, a live edition. Back to the Boozer, Darren Williams teams. Oh my gosh, could have they not been a bit better? Or maybe that's just as good as they were. We'll look at that. We'll open up in your questions and hear from you on Facebook, Periscope, and everywhere else along the way. And we'll have a little fun hanging out, talking about the openings of other sports along the way and the practice facilities and all that. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz on your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way, way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Uh, Let me set up the various studio things. I'm getting old. Let me get those cameras further away from me. Uh, All right, let's get going. Yesterday, we had a fun conversation. Oh, today's show, by the way, brought to you by our friends, a good Utah company, Built Bar. Built Bar with the promo code LOCKDOWN gets you $10 off your first box at Built Bar. Thanks very much for all the people on Instagram. Thanks for the people joining in on Facebook and the other places. Fun to have you aboard. Uh, Jumping into the broadcast as well. We'll take your questions here in a little bit as well uh, and get it going. But I wanted to jump in. last Yesterday I made a comment that I, I actually wanted to build on a little bit, which was if you go back to the Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer, kind of period of time of jazz history, Andre Karolinko, there's two thoughts I have to that. I feel as though that era has been kind of pushed aside. There's a little bit of controversy in it in a franchise that had almost no controversy with the Darren end. Uh, But on the other end, if you kind of look back at this team, Boozer's the first free, Boozer and Memo are the first free agents to ever come to Utah and sign there. Remember, this is a franchise where Ron Harper says, or not Ron Harper, Derek Harper says he's not coming. Ronnie Cycli banishes a trade. So that's a major moment in the franchise history that they actually have enough money and they go get these two players and that they'll come. The second thing is, you know, you look at the history of franchises, the greatest franchises, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, when they go on a run like the Stockton and Malone Jazz did, which really even stems back to the Ricky Green, Thurl Bailey like Daryl Griffith, Adrian Dantley Jazz, and you go on a run of that many years in a row of the playoffs, and it suddenly falls off, it usually lasts a long time for that to go on. So this group, I think, should be remembered with a with a fondness because of the fact that they brought the team back so quickly, right? The Jazz go 26 and 56. Then... They go 41 and 41 in, in what's one of the, you know, Jerry's greatest coaching jobs. The the team that Frank Hughes wrote about, about as being going to be the worst team in the history of the NBA. And then they come back and they win 51 games pretty darn quickly. And that's where we talked about them last in their first year. And I think we, you know, following Stockton Malone, in retrospect, we probably got a bit spoiled. I'm still in Seattle at this point as the radio voice of the Sonics. But we probably get a bit spoiled. They they beat the Rockets in that great seven game series. They go on and play the Warriors, and then they go on and play this. They lose to the Spurs pretty handily in that five game, and and we probably got accelerated a little bit, right? We were Western Conference Finals again. We thought that's where we were, but they really do do some great things. I mean, you look back that the next year they win the Northwest Division, 
They're the number one offense in the NBA during that period of time with Memo stretching the floor, the number 12th defensively. Um, they're playing at a fast pace. They're scoring the fifth most amount of points. Uh, they have kind of, they're generally thought of as probably the third best team. And they run into the Lakers, who just frankly, you know, maybe this is the truth on that team. And we just weren't used to that. Is that Darren was great, right? Darren was at his peak, was pretty fabulous. Boozer was, they weren't as good as Kobe and Pal Gasol and Andrew Bynum, frankly. You know, that Laker team was just better than they were. Um, 2007, 2008 season, they win 54 games. They come back the next year. Now it, it slips a little bit. I think this is where things got frustrating is that regular season that next year, they only win 48. They lose in the first round to the Lakers, if you recall, get get kind of get, get beat pretty good in that series. And the, the frustration that year is Darren plays 68 games. Boozer only plays 37. That's the whole hamstring. And now you have this window where you're, you're a much better team than a first-round exit. We had the huge expectations. And there's just a little scuttlebutt to everything that's taking place. That was my first year back. Uh, I think maybe second year back. And then the f- next year, it is the incredible win over the Nuggets. Memo tears his Achilles, and that group is done. Um, it's really, if you look back at it, it's an incredible team. Holy smokes. I mean, maybe not quite the right era for it. And maybe some of the players, you know, Boozer was was a second round draft pick and Millsap had hit his stride as an all-star player yet. But if you look back at that, for example, the 07-08 team, which beats the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs, undoing Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming, and then loses to the Lakers. But look at that team. You have Darren, who's at his apex. He, he is terrific. Boozer's averaging 21 and 10. Memo's stretching the floor, shooting 39% from three, taking four of them. Karolinko, unfortunately, is kind of miscast as a three and is probably a four. And like that's the textural problem where maybe a little bit of this team's not quite right is that their twos and threes couldn't shoot really. Like Ronnie Brewer starts 76 games as your two, taking 0.7 threes a game. Karolinko, you know, the Jazz are 27th in the league in three-point rate that year which feels like it's too low but they're the number one offensive team in the league so it's pretty hard to quibble and maybe the point of this is they're just not quite as good defensively as we thought but that bench was Corver, Millsap and Harpering uh with Gordon Gierczyk for 22 games CJ Miles the young kid they then add Wesley Matthews a year later I mean that team is that's really that's a great basketball team problem really when you look at them, it's Darren's 23, Boozer's 26, Memo's 28, Karolinko's 26, Brewer's 22, Corver's 26, Millsap's 22. They're crazy young. They're crazy young and not quite ready to make that jump yet. And I think that's what prohibits them. And then from our standpoint of how we got the, our love and affection and, and memory of that team, I think actually stems back a little bit to be not maybe as well recognized as it should be because of the fact that who they followed. They followed Stockton Malone. They were always preceded. We didn't know what to do when Boozer got hurt. Larry snapped, killed him about the hamstring. Fans kind of got going. Um, you know, I think that that on that, it, it's an interesting time to look back at because I, I would I think the organization might not have been prepared to move on from Stockton Malone. You know, I remember Darren saying to me, if I have to hear about John Stockton comparison one more time, like that was that was definitely wearing on him uh, along the way, but it's an interesting kind of period to look back at because I think that team's far better than we probably recognized at the time. 
They ran into a great Laker team. They beat a super good Rockets team, Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady, twice. Um, it was an interesting era. The injuries and seeding mattered so much uh, because the other thing that was taking place there is if you looked at it, the Jazz just couldn't beat the Lakers. The Rockets couldn't beat the Jazz. The Rockets could beat the Lakers. The Lakers had a hard time because Shane Battier was guarding Kobe and giving him a lot of hard time. So there's a bunch of different pieces in there um, I think that kind of play into this whole memory of that era and how and how it played. Uh, Legend Morris on Instagram says we need to bring back those light blue jerseys uh, from that year. Let's go to some of the other questions that have come in. Uh, Joshua Savage, Darren and Boozer era had one of the... J- one of those jazz teams really enjoyed that time. I, I think we were probably, I guess my point is, we we probably were luckier to have them than we realized coming off Stockton Malone. We were luckier to have that bounce back than we realized. They might have been a little better than we realized. Um, and we didn't quite know how what the what a real progression and build back up takes because we hadn't been one through one. And so maybe we as a fan base weren't quite uh, you know there to handle it. Uh, great point, Brian Maxwell. The Lakers didn't have Lamar Odom and Gasol. That was a final team. That Laker team, like, that Laker team, Kobe, Pal Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew, ba- I mean, that is a, that is a great, great, great Laker team. Uh, I mean, I remember just the length of that team and those matchups and those games felt like it was more than we could handle. All right, let's get to a bunch of your questions and your comments and your things. We'll continue today's shows brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a Utah-based company that is revolutionary. They're rebuilding the way bars are thought about, tasted, and uh, consumed with the old days of the chalky, grainy bar, and you need the bottle of water with you while you're out on your workout just to get it down. Those days are over because Built Bar has got a marshmallow, incredible texture. Check it out. If you haven't done it yet, check out Built Bar right now. Use the promo code Locked On, and you get $10 off your first box. You go in there, you can build your own box. I did it yesterday. It's a great user experience. I bought it just to get understand what you guys are going through. So you go on, you choose three flavors, chocolate, cock, whatever. Boom, it builds you a custom bar, sends it your way. Uh, their nut-free bars are made in an entirely nut-free facility, which I love as a nut allergy guy. Uh, super flavors, creative flavors for the texture. And then the macros are amazing. They've got their healthier than the other bars. They taste better than other bars. Check it out. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Get your first bar for $10 off. That's all from Built Bar. The store is still open and there for you. Stocked well and ready. 6200 South 20th East as well as located down at the Gateway. They've got it stocked up for you. Supporting Utah's own. Doing all the important things right now. Sanitizing the building. Wearing their masks. Making sure you're comfortable. Having the stock... Uh, is stocked as well as they possibly can. They have some independence as an independent store that they can get different shipments in at different times. Plus all the uh, frozen meals in the back if you're cooking at home, a lot the pot pies, all the lasagnas and the uh, enchiladas. Great brisket. If you head back to the back room, they got the brisket out of the group out in Logan because they're always supporting Utah Zones. Jeff, Amy, Scott doing amazing work uh, there at the store to be stocked. Support Utah Zone companies. And to give you that great community feel. Located at the Gateway, also located at 600 South and 20th East. And need I mention for you that the Mudslide Cookie is there when all else is failing in life. The Mudslide Cookie will make you happy. Locked on Mudslide Ice Cream there for you as well. That's all at the store. 6200 South and 20th East. Also located at the Gateway. Special thanks to the support for, from the store for their amazing uh, 
that uh, support. All right, let's get to your questions, some of your thoughts. There's a bunch of news about teams uh, opening, practice facilities opening. I'm guessing we're going to get to it with questions. Uh, Dennis Lindsay spoke this week about the Rudy Donovan moving forward, which has been your number one question to me, but I want to get to your questions. Um, Braden wants me to shout out his friend, Nick Kerr. Okay, well, that's done. That was easy enough. Lee says hello this morning. Brian Maxwell says we should trade Rudy for Draymond Green and then puts a bunch of smiley faces around it. I don't think he's really serious. Let's go to Joe Shannon's question. Uh, when will the Jazz open the practice facilities? Well, they're working on it right now. Mike Elliott is doing an amazing job. Uh, Dennis Lindsay shouted out Jeff Watkinson, who's a really interesting, he's an assistant basketball coach, but he's also with a focus on kind of medical science. So he's the conduit between the coaching staff and the medical team. And that's been a really important position, according to Dennis Lindsay right now on the Jazz staff. Uh, they're taking extra precaution. We got about seven, eight guys in town right now. Um, now, if you're like Rudy and you're in town and you got your own gym, you, you're not. There's no need for you to come in. He's got his own gym. If you're Mike Conley and you're in Memphis and you got your own gym, there's no need for you to come in. It's the guys that that need the gym. So the Jazz are going to be conservative about opening up the practice facilities. They're going to make sure that they um, have it safe as possible and see and and make sure that it's a it's a good experience for everyone. There's obviously a bunch of limitations and safety securities. It's going to take some time to make sure uh, they do it right. Um, all the way. Uh, Shad Scott's building off of our last conversation. Shouldn't have let Corver go. I'd agree. I think we missed the boat. Uh, I, I think Kevin O'Connor would probably say kind of the rise of the three-point shot. <clears throat> we might have missed that one uh, a little bit. Andy, a loyal locked-on jazz listener at all times. Will the jazz be conservative with opening because the, catch, the attention we got at the start is, you know, so Andy, my, I, I, my thought on that, just the premise of that, is that's kind of backwards thinking, right? That's kind of playing not to lose. I think the Jazz will do what's right. And as Dennis talked about in his presser this week, they'll do all the safety things they need to do to make sure that it's right and to make sure that the facility's as safe as it possibly can be and the masks are set up and the systems are set up and the social... Not because of the way it started, but because that's the right thing to do. Um, the... Uh, and so I think that that's, you know, when you when you look at, um, you know, you can't live backwards. The pre- that's a, you know that's a Sloan way of used to always say that. The way you're phrasing that is is playing backwards, and and I wouldn't ever want to play backwards in that sense. So um, I, I think that's the one area where you've got to be careful about what you're um, what you're saying there. So um, you know. If, if that makes sense, I, I, I don't think I would, the, the two are, the two are not related, I guess is what my point of that. Um, do you know how Don and Rudy are doing? Well, both of them are healthy and passed the coronavirus. So in that sense, Donovan's in New York with his family, got his new puppy. If you've seen on Instagram working out, Rudy, I think is here working out. So both of them are getting ready. Um, you know, they've spoken. Dennis kind of said, Hey, we took it at every level. We looked at it. Every, we, we, we dealt we let them all voice kind of their concerns. And as I've said this whole time, you got young guys in an amazingly stressful situation whose common bond is their collective greatness on the floor and winning games together. And that was taken away. And that makes it uh, really tough. Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's the, uh, uh, you know, I think that's the film. Let's go over to YouTube. Max, Mad Max says, is anyone else done with the Corona time? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, as I've said numerous times, I'm glad our generation didn't have to deal with World War One or World War Two, where we sacrificed for like three or four years at a time. I mean, we, we sacrificed for like a whole six weeks and we're all done with it. Like, it's incredible. Like, I hope we're right. I don't have any idea. Uh, but I certainly hope we're right about what we're doing and how we're opening. I mean, I'm in Summit County. There's been no deaths. There's been 33 hospitalizations. I get it. Like, it sure feels like we should be opening things up. But then I read about the idiotic businesses in Utah County that made their people go to work with coronavirus and they have 56 cases. Like, you know, we're not... Max, the only thing I'd tell you is I wouldn't decide that we're done with Corona time. Like we got years of this. We got a new normal. Um, and there probably needs to be some diligence and, and some understanding that there has to be some sacrifice and that our world's different. It sucks in a lot of ways, but that's also the reality. Poverty Man 40. Is Zion's Bank Basketball Center where they practice? Yes, that's the basketball campus. Um, they will uh, they will they will be looking uh that's where they'll be practicing. That's the facility. That's that's what we're talking about. Joshua McGrath, no haircut. Yeah, me neither. I'm about to just say screw it and buy some clippers and go to town. My wife actually did a little on it. She did a pretty good job. It was pretty out of control. So it's actually a little better um, than it was beforehand. Continuing on the questions. Will we sign Jordan Clarkson beyond this year? You know, I think that would be the intention. Uh, no one knows where the cap is because we don't know if we're playing or not. If we don't play, the cap is down like 33% from what it was a year ago, or at least the revenue is down 33%. What then? Then we get into a whole game of sliding the cap and working with the players' union and uh, rebuilding the cap and having it move its way up and trying to figure out this thing. And there's a, I mean, it's just insane what happens if if we don't play games financially. And and the law, and you know, people have said to me it could be a three or four year impact on things. Um, there's also an impact of, you know, if we don't have a, if we have social distancing as part of our lives now and we don't have a vaccine, you know, are we, the Miami Dolphins presented their stadium the other day at 25% capacity. Well, if we're at 25% capacity, we're probably about 50% revenue. Maybe we can get up to 60% revenue if you, if it becomes kind of the in thing to do in the country club aspect that you get access to it and, and all those kind of things. <clears throat> and so if that's the case, then, uh, you know, your, your cap's down even further. So like on any of these free agents and signing them, I, I gotta be honest, I don't understand well enough the impacts of it and the different iterations that could be. So in one sense, we have the advantage because we have the bird rights to signing Clarkson. On the other hand, if the luxury tax is down like $20 million and suddenly, you know, we've got, ma- you got major problems there. So maybe it gets hard to resign, but then I don't know who signs. I'm like, do the Clippers suddenly have an, adv- it was like, assume the Clippers are going to lose Montrez Harrell in the off season. Is that suddenly not going to take place because of the fact that there's, you know, going to be all this cap restriction. So anything you're asking about the off season, um, the, you know, I think in, is unknown at this point because we don't actually know when the offseason starts and we don't actually know what the offseason is, right? So we don't know whether or not we've played games. We don't know whether or not what revenues come in. We don't know cap numbers. We don't know luxury tax numbers. I mean, it's a really, uh, obviously, you know, needless to say, unprecedented um, time and impact uh, on things here, you know, for all of us. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not do- I'm not dodging. Um, I just think if anyone's giving you the answers to any of these things, 
um, on that. It, it, it gets it gets difficult to try to figure that out. Uh, Utah is loaded with really, really cool companies. Like that's, I think we all kind of uh, know about that. One of them that I got to know recently is SOS Support. And, you know, what they do is they give you the, the IT uh, help that your company needs. So if you've got a small company, let's call it 45 employees. And you're driving, right? You're building your company. You're doing all your things. You, you got to make sure that your IT stuff is safe for various reasons. I mean, if you get hit with ransomware, it could destroy your company. Banks are making you have secure financial institutions, security in all your data. It's a huge load. You can hire someone. If you're a small company, like I just mentioned, that's a huge part of your salaries. So instead, the way you would with HR, you go out and you go grab an IT company to help you out. And that's where SOS support comes in. Jason and Scott have done amazing jobs with SOS support. They've been in business for 17 years. This is not a game you want to be playing backwards, right? So you don't want to be playing your IT things after your stuff's been stolen, after the ransomware, after the problems you're running into. You want to play the IT game on the front side. And that is what Scott, that is what... uh excuse me, Jason will do for you. They do, great examples, their work with KT Tape. Utah-based company, growing, growing, growing. We've seen them everywhere. What do they want to focus on? They want to focus on the growth of their company, but they've got major IT things because they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So they bring in SOS support. They have become a major player in the IT building. Instead of spending a few hundred thousand dollars on IT, they hire SOS support, and SOS support has let KT Tape build what they are. Call Scott, 801 563 9700. That's 801 563 9700. No obligation IT assessment will include PCI assessment as well uh, for you. They are the partner you need in your IT world. That's Scott, 801 563 9700. They've been in business for 17 years and they will give you everything you need. SOS support. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. All right, let's get back to the questions. Um, do you think the jazz players make it into the web series game of zones this season? I have no idea, but I love game of zones. So, um, 
I would think so. Shad's got the Houston kickoff a new trend in the NBA. Will the Jazz need a wing who can play backup five? You know, so he's asking, Houston went small. They went without their center. They just spread everything. Um, I think there's a uniqueness to James Harden and Russell Westbrook that makes that the right move. Um, I think there's a uniqueness as well to like some of the Warrior things when everyone tried to image, uh, to match the Warriors. Um, and so I think that though you have to be pretty careful uh, when you try to mimic those kind of approaches and think it's going to work for you as well. You know, I think our uniqueness is Rudy and Rudy's gotten better out on his wing defending. Rudy's unbelievable at the rim. The next step for us this season was going to be to try to figure out whether or not we could um, uh, improve defensively. Like we were elite offensively. We were only okay defensively. Could we get back to being elite defensively when we slowed down during the playoffs? Uh, Was Rudy going to become more valuable? Uh, Could Quinn find ways to keep Rudy near the rim while other teams were trying to move him out? Like I thought those were the kind of the textural uh, X's and O's moves that were going to be made over the next uh, few months. Sorry, let me take a little sip of coffee, which is not great for your voice, but it's the best I got right now. Uh, Paulo, how do you feel NBA teams will evaluate draft prospects given the circumstances? So they better be ahead of the game. Those franchises are behind the game, relying on workouts exclusively, and the combine didn't do all their scouting. Those GMs that never went out, oh, it's not great. You know, if you're a GM who didn't go out to see your conference tournaments, didn't go out for your November... Trips. I mean, most GMs in the middle of the season got to stay, but they, they'll go do November early trips and March trips. Then all of a sudden, um, I think you end up with, uh, you know, you, you could be behind the curve. Now, most of these guys have a pretty outstanding staff who've been watching all these games and know it. So you better be on your game. Uh, you know, Chad Forge talked about this a lot on Chad Forge's NBA Big Board uh, that, you know, there's some old school scouts who would have liked to get rid of some of those combines. John Hollinger on Hollinger and Duncan has talked about the fact that there's his thing he wishes they could get rid of were the workouts because they created a recency bias uh, to what was taking place. And so um, in in that regard, I think you end up with an interesting kind of um, opportunity to to, if you're ahead of the game and really scouting well. Uh, But otherwise, you're watching video at this point. That's, you know, that's I think what you're, I think that's what you're doing is you're watching video. Uh, back to Andy. Would Malone be a five with his range extended three-point line? Probably. He, Malone probably also probably improve his ball handling. I mean, he's so skilled, so brilliant. Uh, probably improve some of his ball handling skills as well. Have all players been quarantined here or do they go home? Uh, I think they've all kind of gone to what their best situation is. Uh, that's from our Instagram account. Uh, so Donovan's in New York with his family. Rudy's here. Joe's here. George Niang's here. I think Jordan Clarkson in LA. I mean, I'm just doing this off kind of what I've seen on social networking. Um, Mike Conley's in Memphis. We saw that on horse. So I think it kind of depends on what your best situation. Oh no, maybe Mike Conley's in Columbus. Um, uh, you know, kind of makes sure whatever your best situation is uh, for you on that. Some interesting news notes, by the way. So Major League Baseball is presenting their back to play to. Uh, the union. We're going to learn a lot on that. They seem to be moving away from the Arizona, Florida model and into playing at home so that the baseball players don't have to be away from their families for a long period of time. You know, it's getting, I mean, there's an interesting thing here where particularly to 
I thought Dennis made an interesting comment in his press conference that we'd like to play this year, learn something. You go to next December, the, the NBA, which I, I'm almost certain will start next December. The, you know, might start in between, right? Might finish this season, but next season will start in December. We'll, that'll, in all likelihood, be the last professional league to start a full season. So they'll have the advantage of seeing what happens with, you know, four or five other leagues and how they get going. I mean, the college thing's really interesting. College football, James Franklin's comment this week about, well, we don't need all the teams in our conference. I mean, I almost wonder if college football is going to decide, like, all right, what 60 teams are in? Let's rebuild a schedule and just play, like, some one big, huge conference and then do a playoff. I have I have no idea. But um, it doesn't seem like you can really have a conference schedule if everybody's not playing. Uh, and, like, what are you just doing? Forfeiting certain games? like that, And, and that doesn't help you with revenue because you actually need it. Like, I, I actually think the college answer at this point is, like, so who's in? And now let's rebuild an entirely different year of, and maybe it ends up to a massive realignment by the time we're done. Where all the schools that are in, put their hat in. We got 65 schools. We build 65, we build six schedules. We get our home games. We figure it, we bracket it out some weird way. And, and then we play our playoff out of it. It's not that different, but if like Rutgers is not going to play, then Rutgers is not going to play. Or Cal Berkeley is not going to play. And USC wants to play. And UCLA does Like, I don't know. I mean, we just have such incredible difference across the country right now on what everyone's experiencing and what the different hotbeds are. And, and that really makes it very, very difficult to be able to figure out. Brian Maxwell, modern NBA and last dance. What about Pippen as a five in the modern NBA? I mean, that's a little bit like Robert Covington in Houston, in Houston right? I mean, Covington and Pippen are probably the abs- same dyna- uh, same across-the-board measurements. Pippen's better. I mean, one was undrafted, one was a first-round pick. Like, one's an all-NBA player. Um, but it's, in- that's, it's interesting. Uh, Ryan, by the way, have you heard my pace numbers? Like, game four of the NBA Finals, Bulls, Jazz, 77 possessions. Game five, seven the other night of 10 years later of Jazz Rockets, 87 possessions, and now we're playing 100. Wow, those games were slow. Ryan, is the is this the best or worst year to have the number one pick? Well, I mean, I think it has to do with talent. And what's interesting is that between LaMelo Ball and James Wiseman and uh, the kid out of Georgia, and then there's another kid, three of the four main guys being talked about as number one pick, are all guys that didn't play a lot. Um, and because they haven't played a lot, you actually had limited ability to see who they were. And with limited ability to see who they were, their time coming to visit you in the gym is probably more important than ever. And now you might not be able to do that. Now you also might be able to do that, right? Like I thought Dennis Lindsay kind of almost implied like, you know what? Like why can't we have one guy in the gym for a workout if we can have play? He didn't say it, but it, it makes sense, right? Like, well, if we're allowed to have one guy in for NBA players, are we going to be able to have some draft pro- prospects in? Like, how are we getting there? What are we doing with them? Uh, I- I'm not sure on all those regards. Great questions as always. Love our Thursday shows. Thank you very much. Chad Ford's NBA Big Board is up there and out there. And Ben Golliver and I did Locked in NBA today. So make sure you grab both those. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked On NBA. 
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.